Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I'm super stoked because I am speaking with one of the co-founders of AutoMount, Mr. Gilad Warder. Uh, he is also one of the managing partners of Enso Brands, which is a company that builds and acquires successful Amazon and direct-to-consumer e-commerce brands. Gilad's been in the Amazon and e-commerce space since early 2015. He's managed in excess of $40 million in revenue across his company of portfolio brands. So I'm really excited to have him today. He's also enthusiastic about bringing amazing products to life via digital channels, also an avid traveler like myself. So together with his business partner, they founded AutoMount, which is on a mission to disrupt the car roof rack industry. They've currently got an amazing product on Kickstarter that's active right now called Nautix. It's raised over 83000 in funding from hundreds of backers. So, Gilad, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Hi, Roy. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you on. Uh, I know we've been talking for a while and working on the campaign and everything. So, let's jump back in time and give our audience a little bit of background here and Talk about kind of the, the, your background and kind of where it is now with what you guys are doing with AutoMount and the active Kickstarter campaign, Nautix. Yeah, sure. So um, just, um, you know, in a nutshell, my background is um, actually, you know, the Amazon world, the Amazon and e-commerce world. Me and my brother um, started selling on Amazon in about, you know, end of 2015, you know, really just kind of like from nowhere, just kind of jumped in, started selling on Amazon, private label, tried it out, failed, succeeded, and slowly kind of really got into it, understood it much better, kind of scaled the brands, the two brands that we basically started together, uh, which we actually still run today. And over the course of the years, we've also kind of had at some, at a certain point, we had like an agency where we actually managed, you know, clients on Amazon after a few years really gained a lot of experience there, but the agency kind of, you know, slowly shifted into the, as you mentioned, more interesting phase of actually also building a new brands on Amazon, but also acquiring new brands. It's a big industry right now. Um, so we're not, not one of the big players out there. There's, uh, there's some companies there that raise really, you know, tremendous amounts, but we did raise a nice amount of capital. We have a great team and we basically acquired a few brands and currently our, you know, our main operation, my main operation is really running those brands that we acquired, scaling them, uh, working with our team. And that's kind of, that's kind of my story, our story. And AutoMount is, is basically a, it's, it's kind of a random, random interaction um, that I had um, with Aviad, who's, who's basically the, the co-founder of AutoMount. 
about, I want to say about two years ago already. It was quite a random kind of meetup. You know, a, a mutual friend was like, hey, you know, this guy does e-commerce and Amazon and, you know, check out this guy. He's like, he has like great ideas. You know, he's a traveler. He has, you know, all kinds of great ideas that he's thinking about of creating a new product. Okay. Didn't, you know, didn't mean much to me, but uh, yeah, sure. You know, had a, had a meeting, basically kind of kicked it off. It was, it was really great, really great guy. Even though we come from like different, you know, walks of life, like Aviad um, actually is like a craftsman. He runs like a family owned welding shop. So he's very far away from the uh, the digital space, the uh, e-commerce space, Amazon space means nothing to him. But he has, you know, he has these great ideas. And again, he's, you know, a, a craftsman and really just kind of has great ideas, tests them out and, and so on. But besides the fact that we're, you know, two totally kind of from totally two separate walks of life, we basically had a lot of common interests like, you know, traveling and, and you know, road tripping and, you know, you name it. Um, and he was telling me about some of the ideas he had. Um, and I was like, you know, this is, this is very interesting. And maybe there's actually a real connection here. And again, it kind of, again, this is two years ago. So, you know, a lot of just communication ideas kind of, you know, bouncing off of each other and kind of slowly and surely we came to the understanding that, you know, maybe we can actually really make something out of this. And a while back we kind of partnered right on, you know, let's call this a new brand, a new, a new, you know, endeavor and so on, um, you know, kind of taking uh, my experience, our team's experience and um, Aviad's experience and ideas and kind of forming, you know, a joint venture where again the Venotics is uh, is the is the real you know jewel in the crown of our partnership. I'll discuss a lot of more ideas, you know, after that. But that's where we kind of started. And a few months back, we really, you know, went decided that we want to go down the route of of a um, you know a crowdfunding campaign for a variety of reasons. And um, you know, here we are, a few months later, hoping to you know have a very successful campaign so that we can bring this to life. Absolutely. Well, it's incredible in terms of the evolution. And I think that's real. The, the really unique side is you got in there, got your hands dirty with Amazon, kind of figured out what you liked, what you didn't like, what worked, what didn't work, made iterations and are now here. And I think that happens with a lot of inventors, entrepreneurs as well, in terms of right. getting in there, figuring out what they do or don't like, what drives revenue, what doesn't drive revenue. And then at the end of the day, kind of pivoting into something that's not only fulfilling, but also services a need, but also kind of is just the natural evolution of business. So, you know, with these introductions and also with your partnership, right? Like you're really good at one side of the business where your partner exactly. is really good at another side of the business. And I right. think a lot of solopreneurs go about it thinking that they have to do all of these things. And there's opportunity for them to bring someone on that complements you know, their 100%. strengths in there where, you know, they're just, they're battling up against themselves, unfortunately, a lot of the times. And we, we see it a lot, uh, not right. only guests on the show, but just people that are bringing new inventions to life. They don't have that support system in place to be able to really maximize their full potential. 100%. Yeah. So let's talk about Nautix and the product itself, because we haven't yeah. even dove in yet in terms of the invention that's active right now on Kickstarter for everybody to go check out. But in terms yeah. of that invention, what problem were you solving there? And talk about kind of the evolution of the product to where it is now. Sure. So, so look, I think the concept is, is you know, it's, it's quite simple. It's a universal roof rack that is easily installed, easily removed, 
has really all of the capabilities and specs that any other, you know, top-notch roof rack, uh, you know, brand name roof rack would have. And and really the main problem that it was, it was you know, solving for us, and again, this is really a problem that both of us shared, right? Because, you know, out of our shared interests, we, we travel a lot. We have, you know, I have two cars, you know, we switch cars every once in a while. And, and really it's just like, it, it's always annoying when you have a different car, if you want to take a, a, another car for traveling and you got to have put gear on the roof, if you don't have, you know, installed roof racks already on the car, then, then, okay, there's, there's just a problem. Like I don't want to go and for every vehicle I own over and over. And if I'm taking a friend's vehicle or for driving, you know, with a different, you know, with a van or something like that, it's very difficult I mean, it's not difficult. It's basically impossible. You just need to have, you know, roof racks installed on your car at all time. And it's, you know, if you don't have them, you don't have them. So what's, you know, what's the solution? So again, there are solutions out there in the market, just not good ones. And and really that's kind of what brought the idea to life because we, we try, I tried, I've tried many of them and they're not safe. They don't have, you know, enough capacity. They don't have, you know, enough strength like the regular heavy duty ones. And really that was the concept. Like, can we, can we take the concept of universal foldable, easily removed kind of easy put on, put off kind of, you know, click of a button type of um, concept, but also take the specs of, you know, the, the high level ones and the, and the top notch kind of racks out there and really just see if we can, can combine them. Right. So, I mean, what Aviad came up with, you know, the, the Nautics, it's basically, again, it really is universal. You know, it's, it, it really goes on almost every car. It's, you know, you, you put it on, you take it off, you fold it, you put it in the trunk of your car, you put it in your garage. You know, it has a 330 pound capacity up to 125 miles per hour. Again, a lot of the things we were using, they, they can't do that. You know, if you want to put up some, some serious cargo on, on the top of your car, and, and, you know, feel safe and not think that, you know, it's going to fly off and you're going to kill someone behind you, then you really need some, some serious, some serious gear. So that was really kind of the concept of the Nautics. That's kind of the things that he kind of boiled, uh, boiled into the, into the idea. And um, again, it, it really is precisely that it's, it's combining those kind of two worlds of, again, click of a button type of feeling, fully removable, universal, put it on one car, put it on the next. And again, any cargo you want to, you know, you want to put on your car works, not a problem, put it away wherever you want. And the, you know, the, the cherry here is also this, um, uh, we, we just call it like the clicker system, which is basically like a rail on the top part of the Nautics, which basically gives it the ability for all these add-ons that we have. And, and we have a bunch of add-ons today and you can see it on, on Kickstarter on the campaign page. And basically what we're doing is we're, you know, there's, there's all kinds of types of cargo, right? Like there's someone who wants to put his canoe. There's someone who wants to just, you know, take some, some tools or bought a closet at Home Depot, right? There's really everything. So we really try to find, you know, how, how we can really securely have, have these things, you know, work with the Nautics. So we came up with, you know, like one of the main add-ons we have is like the smart strap, which at the end of the day is, is somewhat of a ratchet. It's just a mechanism that's using this rail. And what's great is that once you have this clicker mechanism, the rail on the top of the Nautics, we're just adding different add-ons um, as we go that use the same mechanism. So if you have, you know, one set of the Nautics and, um, you know, let's say you want to go fishing, then we just created basically something, uh, an add-on that is, you know, 
very easily you put on the nautics and it's you know there you go you can use your take your fishing rods with you and again it's just kind of pre-built for certain cargo that you know with the smart strap it wouldn't work so we really just thought of all these ideas one of the things that we are currently developing and and because of that we can't we can't really offer it as an add-on currently on Kickstarter is, is a bike mount, right? It's a little more advanced, but, you know, obviously a bike is something that, you know, a ton of people want to, you know, want to transport and the smart strap is just, you know, in, insufficient for it. it. It can be done. It's just, it's not, you know, it's not like the regular uh, good, you know, bike mounts out there. And, and that's, what's amazing about this whole system. So it's, again, it's kind of a, you know, you buy it once, and really for any anything that you'll ever want to transport, you'll just be able to with, you know, whatever, one or two add-ons, depending on if you're, you know, a fisher, uh, a skier, a canoer, or you just need it for like work and, and so on. Nice. Well, it sounds like you guys have packed this thing so full of innovation. It's, it's pretty ridiculous in terms of an all-in-one, you know, roof rack system that I haven't seen. I think I know a yeah. lot of the consumers that are out there are excited about. What, I, what I'm interested in is also how you guys got introduced to crowdfunding first and why you decided to use Kickstarter as a means to launch this invention instead of a typical Amazon path that you guys likely would have taken in the past. Right. So that's a great question. Um, a, a lot of people ask that question because, again, they're like, hey, like you guys know Amazon and, you know, like, let's just bring this to life and start selling. And, and why not? So So I think the answer to that question is like, you know, threefold. First and foremost, like at the end of the day, we got to remember this is this is a, a new product. So obviously everything having to do with, you know, tooling and molds, uh, it's non-existent. Tooling and molds being, you know, the the the, the base of, of this product to, to be even be able to create it, right? In our in our other business, you know, the the brands we own, it's it's basically our products that, you know, exist. Maybe we have, you know, like a, a certain twist or a change or something like that, but you know, it's a little more kind of regular kind of, um, you know, commerce. But with Anotics, again, the whole tooling and molds, uh, you know, it's, it's pricey. I'm sure there's some uh, crowdfunding campaigns that have, you know, less intricate. But um, Anotics is, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's a serious product. It, it really requires a heavy, you know, injection of capital. And, you know, instead of going to, you know, a big investor, which, you know, we could go down that route, but, you know, they, they'll eat you up, especially before you have any traction, any kind of proof of concept and so on. It just made, you know, a, a lot of sense to us to just kind of go down this, this crowdfunding campaign and really just kind of get, you know, this injection of capital, you know, this way. Obviously, it also, you know, crowdfunding, Kickstarter, it, it really kind of introduces the product to market. You know very well. Um, you know, if I just go and like throw a product on Amazon, it's it's kind of not the same as if I kind of really kind of brought it to life via right. a crowdfunding campaign. You know, people who are really hyped about the product, obviously, you know, if the product is shipping in a few months and they're willing to really kind of join us and, and really give us a hand and help us, then that that you know that kind of brings on the the third element, which is you know just product market fit, right? When you have a lot of backers that are willing to kind of, you know, help you bring this to life, it, it's it's the real proof of, you know, yeah, you know, there's there's a demand for this. If it was available for shipping, you know, tomorrow morning, obviously, I'm, I'm imagining we would have even, you know, more. But but the fact that right. there's so many backers and so many, you know, great people just, you know, 
loving this and sending us messages and like, you know, this is a, an amazing idea, you know, can't wait to see it. Um, so again, it's really those kind of three aspects. Again, just the, the injection of capital, uh, which is 100% necessary, can't, can't, you know, not take that into consideration. You know, the, intro, the right way to introduce it to, to market and kind of generate that hype and, and you know, um, kind of bringing it forth to the world. And, and again, just kind of proving product market fit. Which again, you know, I'm as as we can see already, we're you know very happy with you know uh, uh, the amount of uh, backing and love we're getting. So it's really kind of proving that we're that we have the right product and that we're on the right way. Absolutely. So with uh, you know all of the prep work that you guys have done to put this campaign in such a great position and getting the innovation launched out there and all the feedback that you're now receiving. What are some of those learnings that you've now had that you didn't expect to have or that you're really excited that you now have in running a campaign on Kickstarter instead of a traditional Amazon launch? So, so to be honest, the, the crowdfunding world and Kickstarter world, even though I've, I've been many years in the Amazon and e-commerce world, is, is, it's new. I've, I've, this, you know, this is our first, uh, my first campaign as well, obviously also on the ads first campaign. So all in all, it's, you know, it's been a great experience, but it's definitely been a learning experience. So obviously, you know, first time uh, crowdfunding, you know, I'll definitely look back and say, hey, you know, next time around, there's, you know, a bunch of things I would do a little differently. I mean, look, all in all, we've, I think, you know, like uh, one of the mistakes I'm actually feeling that we, that we had is it, we, we, I think we over-prepared, meaning I think we, we took a very, very long time to kind of launch this, not because it's not good to prepare, but just because we were so kind of, we wanted everything to be so perfect and get the best assets and have the best marketing and the best everything. In the meantime, you know, the whole macro situation in the world uh, took a turn, uh, you know, the inflation, the war and so on. So, you know, all kinds of things changed. I'm sure it has, you know, a certain effect on um, you know our ability or you know what could have been so i would i would love to say that next time we're we'll just kind of obviously do things right and jump in much quicker i think that's really kind of the main uh aspect that i'm feeling that we you know kind of learn from the mistakes and uh again that's it it's it's really it's the first time so obviously there's a lot of things i would do differently but you know we can't can uh uh, be too uh sad or angry on anything because again it's just it's really our first time and really trying to push, you know, and bring as many backers as possible. And, you know, we're already happy with what we have, but um, looking to really kind of maximize the potential here. Speaking about that and the backers, how have you gone about managing some of that backer community feedback that you've gotten from Kickstarter that you would never see from Amazon, right? How have you gone about <laughs> taking that and maybe building out some of the future products or add-on products that you guys have been thinking about now with Nonix? A hundred percent. So, so first of all, it is, it is very different than, than what we know, cause we're getting, you know, just bombarded by like messages and, you know, questions and just understanding things, which, which is, again, it's really great because obviously, you know, based on the feedback we're getting, we, we understand very quickly, like, Hey, you know, we need to add this, you know, little piece of information. Someone reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, like you're giving measurements, measurements in, um, in uh, inch, but I'm from England. Like, you know, just 
why don't you put centimeters? Like, so yeah, there's a world outside of the US where the majority of people, you know, use uh, the metric system. So I was like, this yeah, is true. Yeah, yep. this, I know this is you know, great, great here. feedback. So yeah. exactly. So it's, it's even helping us just like make the campaign better, but it's also giving us obviously a ton of ideas. For instance, like we didn't think we'll get so much feedback about the, um, the uh, bike mount, uh, which was in development while we started. But now that we got so much feedback about it, we're really putting it into like accelerated mode. And we're really hoping that, you know, again, we won't be able to offer it on the Kickstarter campaign, but hopefully right after it's going to kind of come to life. And we're hoping that it's, you know, in line with the um, with the uh, regular kind of timeline of the Nautics. So that's really just because of the feedback we're getting. I mean, we, we added a small add-on, which was much easier to um, kind of develop on the go, which was an add-on to kind of have the ability to add, you know, your own like J-hooks, right? And that's something we overlooked because we we loved our, you know, our smart strap, which was, you know, we, we believe to be kind of all encompassing and everyone would want it where again the majority of backers are very you know very easy on you know yeah the smart strap is is probably the best add-on they um, they go with but a lot of people reached out and they were like hey i have j hooks i have my own stuff like you know how, how am i going to work with it and very quickly we just kind of you know turned around you know um an add-on that's it was very easy on the development side much easier than the bike mount so we just really kind of went with the flow. So we're obviously learning and getting feedback all the time from backers and not only backers, just people reaching out with ideas. And also a lot of people asking about like certain cars. So we're we're really looking to try and understand like how to really make sure that people understand what it's compatible with and what it's not compatible with. Um, where again, like we said, the, the majority of cars and vehicles it's it's compatible with. There's one there's one uh, type of vehicle that it isn't. Unfortunately, the Tesla, which does not have uh, frames, the windows are frameless, and we need to have cars that have frames on the windows. Which again is, you know, besides Tesla, it's it's kind of the the, the vast majority. That being said, we're again because of that feedback. We're already also kind of, you know, toying around and working on ideas in the future for, you know, having the Nautics be compatible also with Tesla, also with uh, vehicles that have, you know, frameless windows. So it's it's really been, again, a great learning curve. And, and just from the, the communication and the back and forth with all the backers and, and just, you know, uh, potential backers that are interacting, it's it's been an amazing learning curve and just getting a ton of feedback in a very short amount of time, which is amazing. You know, another reason to go on Kickstarter and crowdfunding, just really getting that, you know, that really good feedback, genuine, like, hey, does it work with this? Maybe have this idea. You know, if 10 people say this is a good idea, I guess it's a good idea, you know? So so yeah. it's really been a, a great experience. That's amazing, Gilad. Well, listen, this yeah. is going to get us into the launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? We're good to go. We're good to go. All right. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? What inspired me? I mean, it's, um, I don't know to say that there was some real inspiration there, right? It's not that I had some epiphany of like, I woke up one morning and said, Hey, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. I think one of my inspirations is actually my, my brother, who's my partner in, in Enso Brands. He's my older brother. We've been working for many years. Um, you know, we fight a lot, but we, we, we get along. It's been, it's been already eight years. I guess if we've been together for eight years, I guess we'll, we'll make it. But he, he basically kind of out of high school was like, yeah, college isn't for me. I'm just, you know, I'm jumping in. I'm, I'm getting to business. I have a BA in philosophy, which is, you know, 
has nothing to do with my entrepreneurship. It's, it was a great, you know, it's great experience and learning, but he was basically the, you know, the inspiration there where I saw like someone just kind of, you know, jump in and just get to work very young. And I was like, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to jump in. I mean, I guess there's, I guess there's a reason why we're partners today. Uh, but um, sure. I would say, you know, if, if there's something that inspired me, it was, um, you know, just kind of seeing my brother just kind of go at it, um, you know, take the risk. He started out many, many years ago running a Segway touring business and, and you know, got into real estate and whatnot. And eight years back, we really kind of partnered and uh, started Enso Brands. So I guess that would be kind of the, you know, the, uh, let's call it the inspiration. Nice. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Okay. So um, there's a few, but I'll go on maybe more of a common one. I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot, but it's it's really genuine. I, I would love to meet Elon Musk. He's just that, you know, that type of entrepreneur. Uh, I mean, again, you know, we, we deal with the Amazon world. I guess Jeff Bezos would be very interesting, but again, Elon Musk just, you know, he seems like a more interesting conversation. All right. What would be your first question for him? So look, just looking at like what he's doing, I would really be, I would ask this, you know, off the record, I would ask him, you know, like what gives him drive? Like, is, is he like truly altruistic and like, I really want to just, you know, colonize Mars and give, you know, mankind, you know, a, a chance to survive. Like, is that really what drives him? Or is it just like, Hey, you know, I, I got to here. I can be the most successful person, you know, let's, Let's kind of build my own monument. So I really try to understand like what gives, you know, these, these mega entrepreneurs drive. Cause again, obviously, you know, money's not an issue anymore. Right. So like, you know, why, why do you get up at 5am and work all the way until God knows when, right? Like what, what, what gives you the drive there? I'd really love to kind of, I guess it's more of maybe a philosophical question, I guess, you know. Well, that would go well with your, your, your. Story, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, any uh, book that you would recommend to our listeners? that they should read. Um, yeah. So I actually finished this about two weeks ago. Very, very interesting. Um, it's called The Minimalist Entrepreneur. It is written by the CEO of Gumroad, Sahil Lavingya. So really, really interesting. Like, again, you read it and you're like, yeah, this, this makes so much sense, but like only after you read it, right? So you, you got to go read it. It really, really helps, you know, understand entrepreneurship in you know 2022 how it should be done what the right way to do it is you know just kind of things that are you know people already know and obviously think that way but it just kind of goes you know kind of nails it right in uh really great book highly recommend it nice. solid recommendation i hadn't had that one yet looking forward to yeah that one in my, in my yeah, yeah what uh what advice would you give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their product so I guess um, on myself, and I guess this kind of went through the, uh, you know, the, the entire discussion is I, I think the right partner, right? Because, you know, as we said, you know, I, I always work with partners. So obviously, you know, with Enso Brands, you know, with my brother, he definitely, definitely, you know, me and him are, you know, very much have our, you know, set of capabilities, set of skills um, that are different from one another. I would not succeed without him. I, I like to believe that he wouldn't succeed without my, without me. And same, same idea here with, you know, with uh, auto mount, with Aviad, again, very, very kind of talented individual, very technical, like crazy ideas. But, you know, I, I, I have two left hands. I, for the life of me, wouldn't be able to bring any product like that to life. So I think really like the, the real advice here is, you know, like 
the right partner. Sure, some people are solopreneurs, they can do it themselves, but I think that's not, you know, I think that's the minority, not, not the majority. Nice. What, uh, almost there, last two questions. What do you think of the top three skills that every entrepreneur needs to be successful? Okay, so I think, I think number one, believe it or not, is like a kind of like an easygoing type of attitude, like an easy look on life. Like I think you can't be an entrepreneur if like you're too serious about things because if you're too serious about things, you know, failure just kind of hits you much harder. When things are like a little, like obviously nothing's a game, you know, business is business, no one wants to fail. But I think if you have like a easy, easy take on things, uh, it doesn't mean you're not professional. It just means that, you know, like you take failure and like, okay, you know, failed, learn from it, you know, let's going, yeah, let's keep on going. So, so that's, you know, number one, number two is definitely just being a quick learner. Like you don't, you don't need to be, you know, college university type smart necessarily, but like, you know, today, 2022, if you, if you want to get a crash course in anything, you know, if you know how to find the right videos on YouTube and find the right blogs on Google and you have, you know, the ability to just kind of learn quickly and, and just get access to, to the data you need, then you know, you can just learn a ton of things. Obviously, majority of what I know was, you know, just learned over time. So just kind of learn, be a quick learner. And obviously, again, I guess this goes without being said, but just like a, a good people person, right? Like obviously, you know, business is done with people, you know, you can't, you can't be, I mean, again, there, there are probably some people that are successful without being good with people. But like at the end of the day, the majority of us just need to be good people, you know, a good people person to, to be a good entrepreneur. And I guess, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's the third. Nice. All right. Last question. You're doing great, man. What, uh, and I know you, this is your first crowdfunding campaign, but obviously, uh, very interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? Right. So, so again, the, the honest, true, the honest answer here is I'm not really sure because as you mentioned, like if you'd, if you'd asked me about the future of e-commerce and Amazon, I would, I would be very happy to, to shed some light on that. But, um, the future of crowdfunding, look, from my understanding, and again, it's, it's definitely not like yours, but I guess, Roy, you can probably give, you know, your two cents on it. I, from my understanding, you know, it's, it's not what it used to be, meaning, you know, when crowdfunding just started, it really gave a, like a major opening for you know small businesses to kind of bring their ideas to life but i guess just like any kind of industry that really matures you know we all know that there's you know big companies out there um you know and there's just so much that it really just kind of became very very crowded not only crowded with people looking to you know do crowdfunding but also crowded with like you know bigger companies very deep pockets very big you know campaigns and you know just like anything it kind of pushed the 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 smaller entrepreneurs where again i don't know let's say 10 years ago it would just be much easier to kind of bring their you know their uh, dream to life it, it is becoming much more difficult and there's you know much more kind of skill and capital needed so i mean i i would want to believe that the future is is finding a way where again maybe going in line with kind of the the whole web3 kind of uh um you know situation where things are kind of constantly being brought back down to the user and to the you know smb you know small guy um i would love to see you know some some way or form where crowdfunding is really again kind of about a mom and pop or just a guy with a great idea that can actually bring it to life and what the solution is, is, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I would say that's more of like where I would, I guess, want to see crowdfunding uh, go. 
where again, it just kind of brings it back down to the, to the small guy who doesn't have the funds and just has a great idea. And how do we really bring him, you know, to the top uh, with the support of, of everyone? I would love to see, you know, some, some way that it really comes back. I'm not 100% sure how that would happen, but I'm guessing it's more of, you know, wishful thinking. Uh, I think there's an opportunity there, right? All these things evolve at the end of the day. So Right, right, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Galad, this has been amazing. This is your opportunity to give the audience your final pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. Okay, so, um, you know, just go on Kickstarter. We're still live. We're still there. Um, you know, go on Kickstarter, search for the Nautics. Um, really every, every dollar helps us no matter what, even if it's just, you know, a contribute, uh, contribution, obviously getting in line to get a, a Nautics in a few months would be amazing. I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that it will change your transportation life. It, it really will, you know, give you tremendous benefit. Definitely. If you're kind of the, um, you know, outdoors, uh, type of person or basically anyone who just, you know, needs a, a roof rack that can be used on multiple cars. It will change your life, and again, it really every you know every um, dollar will really just kind of help us you know bring this um, dream to life. So again, we're still live on Kickstarter. The Nautics, you'll find us, and uh, really anything and everything will be extremely helpful for us to to bring this to life. Amazing audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to the campaign, and everything else we talked about today, and of course. I got to give a shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Type, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Gilad, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you very much, Roy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.